0: Do you steal other people's baby names? Do you give the wrong number of flowers? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I can make It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonnema. And we're in New York today, and let's just get right down to it. Let's get in it. So for today's amuse-bouche, I want to talk about numbers.
1: Ooh, (laughs) amuse-bouche. Okay.
0: (laughs) So I want to talk about numbers and how they're perceived by different cultures, because we always want to be culturally sensitive when we're talking about etiquette. We're sometimes making like seat assignments or list of names, or we're buying gifts for people. So we just want to be mindful of how Some numbers are perceived by different cultures. So like we know about 13, like 13 is like a negative uh, number. A lot of people are bothered by 13. Yeah, they think it's bad luck. They think it's bad luck. And like 12 is perfection. Um, And so 13 is like a little off. This is how it's been explained to me why Mm. 13 is unlucky. Or like biblically, Judas was the 13th guest at a dinner party. And uh, in Norse mythology, Loki was the 13th guest at some dinner in Valhalla. I think the lesson is don't be late for dinner parties. <laughs> yeah. But so 13 we know about that. But it doesn't matter like why someone feels like it's superstitious or not. It's just good to be sensitive to the fact that some people do feel that way. And so if you're buying like a box of chocolates, like be mindful of how many chocolates are in the box. So for Italians, 17 is very unlucky because if you take the Roman numerals for 17, which is XVII, you can rearrange these letters and you can uh, make the Latin phrase vici Forgive my Latin pronunciation, but that basically translates as I have lived, meaning I have lived in the past tense. I'm not currently living. And so the idea of 17 is like, oh, this is uh, you're dead. Oh. So for this reason, if you fly Alitalia Airlines or Lufthansa, there is no 17th row. Oh,
1: wow. It goes from
0: 16 to 18.
1: I had no idea. Yeah. Check a little seat
0: map. Yeah. There is no row 17 on a Lufthansa flight. And when the Winter Olympics were in Turin a few years ago, uh, the bobsled track, the 17th turn on the bobsled, they called it senza Nome," meaning no name.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, so Italians actually do take this one a little seriously. So it is good to be mindful of like 17... 17- Italians, etc. There is references on the web that Brazilians also feel this way about 17. I was unable to find any evidence of this other than some weird passing references. I even reached out to Brazilians about this and they've never heard of it. So if there are Brazilians that feel this way, I, I'm not sure who they are. So if you're Brazilian out there and you know about this 17 thing, like please let us know. Let us Otherwise, know. I think you're totally in the clear if you wanna bring a box of 17 chocolates to your next break a funk party, no problem. So let's go to Asia. The number four, number four in China, Japan, Vietnam, Korea, uh, this is not good. We want to avoid the number four because the number four sounds basically like the word for death.
1: Oh, wow. And so
0: very often in a Chinese building, there is not a fourth floor.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: in fact, there's usually not even a 14th floor just because it sounds the same. And it sounds the same in all of these different languages, like Mandarin, Cantonese, Vietnamese, Korean, Japanese. Like these are all uh, wow. similar sounding uh, in all these languages. Yeah. So you definitely want to avoid giving four of any item to, you know, somebody from China uh, sort of deliberately where like the number of items is like very specific, like four flowers or something.
1: Oh, um, wow. So you want to be mindful
0: of that. Similarly in Japan, the the number nine, ku. Uh, is also the word for suffering.
1: Oh, wow. So you
0: just want to be just mindful, like, oh, there is like a little connotation there. So then let's turn to Afghanistan. This is probably not going to come up for most people because most people don't really run into Afghans that often. Oh, and sidebar, it's Afghan. It's not Afghani. Afghani is the currency. Afghan is like the people. So just so you know.
1: I'll be honest. I've been saying Afghani. So that's wrong.
0: Um, Yeah, actually, a great thing is Afghan Star, which is like American Idol, but in Afghanistan... Super fascinating. Highly recommend you like YouTube this. Yeah. Watch some episodes of Afghan Star.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: And it's Afghan Star, not Afghani Star.
1: You know, I admitted I was wrong, even though it's embarrassing. Okay.
0: (laughs) Thank you. We're all growing. So in Afghanistan, the number 39 is particularly problematic. Oh, wow. Right? Very specific. And so the, uh, the origins of this is a little murky, but apparently there was a pimp... In Western Afghanistan, who had a car that had 39 on his license plate and may have also lived in an apartment number 39. And so because of this, 39 has been associated with, I guess, pimps. And being associated with pimps is like a very bad thing in Afghanistan. So it is at the point where if you have a 39 in your license plate or your cell phone number... This is a huge problem for you. Like apparently car dealers are pushing this because they want you to turn in your car with a 39 plate and they'll buy it from you at a huge discount and then they'll have it replated and they'll resell it for like way more money. And police are pushing this whole thing about 39 being bad so that you can bribe them to get different license plates. And then people who have 39 in their cell phone are getting like harassed with anonymous phone calls about this. So 39 in Afghanistan. There's so much happening in the world
1: that I had no idea about. So
0: 39 in Afghanistan, it's like a problem. Yeah, and if you're 39 years of age, like you might just say that you're 40 minus one. Yeah, no, the the number 39 in Afghanistan is sort of like a thing right now. So um, know that you should not give somebody... 39 somethings.
1: Wow. And if you're in America and you're late 40s, you're telling everybody you're still 39.
0: Yeah. See, (laughs) cultural differences. Right. And then lastly, this is not about numbers, but even an odd. So if you are giving a Russian person flowers, it is very important that it is an odd number of flowers. Even number of flowers is really reserved for like funerals and more serious occasions. Wow. So if you give a woman a dozen roses and she's Russian, she'll probably think that's like weird. So yeah. you'll
1: give her 11 or 13. Bingo. Or yeah. Not 13, maybe 11. Yeah. I mean, pick a number that's not
0: even. I mean, mm. hopefully she'll be understanding and she'll just realize you didn't know any better. Right. But
1: I mean, uh, I didn't know any better until right now. Right.
0: So good thing you haven't been giving too many Russian women flowers.
1: I mean, maybe I have.
0: That's true. And how rude. Mm. And we're back. And now it's time to go deep. So deep. So for today's question of etiquette, um, this actually was a question that someone wrote in, and I think it's a great one to have a deeper conversation about. Yeah,
1: it's a really big conversation.
0: So the question is, what do you do when you meet someone and you ask them lots of questions about themselves, which they answer at length, and they never ask you anything about you? Do you just start talking and force them to listen to you or you just give up? Hmm.
1: I know this person. Okay, so delighted.
0: So, so it's hard not end-
1: to to address them directly. Okay, well, go for it. Uh, I don't. I don't know this person. I know this person, and I want to be. like, Hey, this person is so exciting and has so many wonderful things to discuss. So I can't even. Okay. That being said, I feel like there's two lanes to go in this. Okay. One of them is this person who you're talking to that only talks about themselves. Is this a relationship that? you need to continue.
0: Okay. Is this just transient? Are we making small talk?
1: Yeah. And it's at a party and you're like, ugh, this person. Okay. Or is this a person that you want to have a friendship with or you have to have a relationship with? Mm -hmm. And so you have to find a way to be like, hey.
0: Yeah. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. I mean. I got a lot of thoughts. So my first thought is that, this happens in many different situations. So this is like just small talk at a party. This is just in your friends group. This is on dates. So like, I think anytime you're one-on-one in conversation with people, this happens. Definitely. If the internet is to be believed, this tends to happen quite a bit on dates and men are more guilty of this than women. Mm. So is this true?
1: Well, I was out with a friend of mine recently and he was telling me about this new girl he's dating and what she thought about <laughs> His comedy and da, 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 They'd been out on multiple dates. Uh-huh. And I said, what does she do? Yeah. And he said, oh, I don't know. Oh. And I said, are you kidding me mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. And he was not kidding me. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what she did.
0: Yeah. So apparently this is very common, according to a lot of anecdotal evidence on the internet.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And I've had this happen to me and- I think I'm in a much better place with it now. But initially when this was happening to me, I felt like I was the problem. I felt like, oh, maybe I'm just not that interesting. Like maybe maybe I'm just not that interesting. And so they're just not interested in asking any questions about me. And maybe that's what it is. Clearly not it. Well, I have since come to learn
1: I am fascinating. <laughs> but initially I was like, oh, maybe I'm the problem. I do think you can just – one of the things that could be done is you can – when they're taking a breath in between, mm-hmm. say, oh, that's so great. And then volunteer something you're doing.
0: Yes. I mean, I think. If you feel like
1: you want to say something. Yes.
0: I mean, I think there is the temptation to try and make a game of it where you're like, see how long they're going to go before they ask you anything. And I played this game. I, I've gone 60 minutes where they didn't ask me one thing. Oh, I've never played this game. It's not a good game. I, you shouldn't play this game. <laughs> It's Sometimes not Sometimes I'm like, oh,
1: I can just listen. Sometimes I honestly, I'm just like, oh, this is relaxing. This great, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it's like a spa for my mind. Sometimes you play the game where you try and slip things into the conversation, hoping they're going to think something's fascinating. Like, um, yeah, I vacationed in North Korea. Or like, oh yeah, as a kid, I kept bees. I made my own honey. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah, Liza Minnelli yelled at me this one time. <laughs> All of those things are true, by the way. Unbelievable. And you slip some of those in and you're like, clearly one of those things you're going to want to follow up on maybe something I just said you think is maybe interesting. Tell me more about Liza Minnelli. I don't know. So when you slip that in and they don't take you up on it, then I give up. Then I'm like, I got no, I got no material for you. So that, that's how I kind of feel about it sometimes.
1: Well, the kind of person who doesn't ask questions, sometimes people are just on a tear that day and it's not their regular personality. Okay. Um, but then if that is their regular personality. Noted. There's, I think often there's very little you could slip in that they're going to be interested in because they are talking about themselves. Yeah. True. So yeah. if it's a relationship that you have to maintain mm. in efforts to be direct, but still kind, but direct in saying what your needs are. Okay. I feel like there should be a way to be able to say, hey, I love hanging out. I'd love to get to tell you some things about me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the direct approach with a friend works.
1: Yeah. Because if it's a friend. I don't know how you could continue hanging out with or working with this person without harboring resentment. Right. But if it's a person who you just have to see every once in a while and they're talking and then in your mind you can be like, here we go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not a thing. Because yeah. these people are not, it has nothing to do with you, their behavior. It has everything to do with how inside themselves they are. Yeah.
0: And if that's key to remember. Like, this is not about you. You're not doing anything wrong. This is not your fault. This is not a comment on your personality. Yeah, you're or, perfect. Yes. You're a good person. We like you. We, we have some questions for you.
1: Yeah. They have, they're inside their own issues. Yeah.
0: And the excuses I've seen from people who do this range from like, oh, I'm just not that good at conversation to, I just forgot to ask to, My conversational style is just, I want to wait for you to volunteer something. Or, and this one is good, I don't want to be too personal or nosy. I've seen this excuse.
1: I mean, these really seem.
0: I mean, or you're a narcissist.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or Or, D, (laughs) I have noticed when I get very anxious, like it's more of an interview situation. Mm. Sometimes I'll talk more than I normally would in a conversational setting, a regular one, because I feel like I have to, prove something
0: yes if it's sort of an interview yeah but I think that's also a problem like on a lot of these dates that I'm seeing people complain about is that one person is treating this like a sales pitch
1: right but I think a lot of those people are like that all the time sure yeah. like maybe. my friend this man he's going to be like that for the whole relationship if you're with him <laughs> okay he's well, never to know gonna know, know it. yeah good to know that now but looking back I wished in these more interview situations that I treated it like a regular conversation mm-hmm. and I didn't do that okay um, it was just more of a, I can't imagine that if a person is anxious. It may be something they're doing because they're uh, breathless.
0: Yes. I think nerves definitely can play a role. Although my experience is that when people are nervous, they actually don't want to talk about themselves. They want to deflect and want to talk about you. And so it would actually make an effort to like keep the conversation on you if possible. Yeah,
1: I often at like parties when it's a lot of socializing, I love to find a person that just talks so I can be like, oh, just tell me, tell me stuff.
0: Again, it's uh, <laughs> you find it so relaxing. And I guess a separate thought is just, is this actually happening to you? Because I think sometimes when we're feeling insecure, we might selectively look for evidence in the conversation that, oh, this person's not interested in me. And so we're only just sort of like looking for those moments where they are all talking about themselves and we kind of forget that they actually have asked us things. And we were so quick just to turn the conversation back on them that we kind of don't remember that they have actually made an effort. And so it's a little selection bias. So that's
1: a very good point. I
0: think so. What I think one question before we even like go down the road is just like, is this actually happening? Right. Just remember like, oh, okay, yes, it is happening. Okay, now, fine. But if it's not actually happening, then I think you just want to note that and then maybe make more of an effort to be like, okay, uh, they actually are showing an interest. So maybe you should be less concerned about it.
1: And then oftentimes I think it does happen a lot also. Oh, after checking if it is happening, 99% (laughs) of the time
0: this is actually happening to you. You're not a crazy person. Yeah. They are just talking about themselves and are not asking you anything.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. I have a few people that I know in my life. That will ask me a question and then I know within three minutes, it's just going to be, I'm being going to be talked at Mm -hmm. and I know who they are and Mm -hmm. they're not going to change. I can either change my relationship with them, but they're not, I've tried to, hey, this is a thing they're not interested. So
0: one piece of advice I did come across, which was to ask the person for advice about something that's happening to you. So it lets them talk, but the subject is you. Mm. So this is like a a hybrid option.
1: It is an interesting option. Yeah. Although I feel like these are not people that we want to get advice from. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Hey, uh, with your point. veil of narcissism. Uh, <laughs> Please
0: ha- <laughs> help me work through this <laughs> personal issue I'm having.
1: I understand that is a good a way to try to get them to. Guess it's a party trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think if we can't be direct with being like, hey, this is some stuff. You know, they're not really people that we should be. Because I do think that asking advice is a whole other deep dive.
0: That's a different topic. Yeah. Because and listening is a different topic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, for our purposes, have we helped this person?
1: I hope so. Okay. I think it was very important to talk about how it's not you.
0: Yeah. You're, you're not the lovely. problem. Yeah.
1: And is this a relationship that you want to have them know stuff about you?
0: Yeah. And I think just to summarize why we want to show interest in other people is that it makes you feel valued when someone shows interest. And, like, who wants to be friends with somebody who is not interested in being friends with you?
1: I know. But also, why wouldn't you want to know stuff about people? Yeah. So interesting. People have different experiences and thoughts on things.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess if you feel like people don't have any value, then this is what happens.
1: Yeah, then maybe don't go out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that just felt so sad. But you at home, you have so much value. And if people don't want to hear your stories, that's on them.
0: But we want to hear your stories. And we
1: want to hear your stories. And there's a lot of people who do want to hear your stories. Right. And don't date... comics (laughs)
0: well that's that's good advice for a lot of reasons and now it's time for intermezzo
1: intermezzo so
0: this episode is brought to you by acorn tv and acorn tv streams world-class mysteries dramas and comedies from around the world so leah i am looking for a series about an amateur detective i don't want professionals the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal and their washed linen is made with hundred percent European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use code wolves for $20 off your order of a hundred dollars or more we're back and now it's time to take some questions for the wilderness oh! so our first question this
1: one is a doozy so the names have been changed to protect the innocent i would like to say that when i read this one i fell down on the floor
0: <laughs> i was at a party with my boyfriend and i was talking to one of the wives there we enjoy talking to each other and we were talking about her first child we're gonna call liam She asked me if I had my baby names picked out. I'm not pregnant or trying, but I think it's normal for women to have some baby names in mind that they like. I mentioned that I loved the name Landon and I'm going to use it because it's my grandmother's maiden name. She gushed over this name. She said she loved it and was uh, start saying it with the name of her current son. She was like, Liam and Landon, Landon, Liam. Oh, I love that. So I dismissed this and was kind of shocked when six months later, she names her new baby Landon. Is this rude? Can we have a PSA that if someone shares a baby name that you don't steal it
1: like a psycho? I love that the person who wrote in said, like a psycho. So I guess, is this rude? Yes. So
0: what is rude about it?
1: It's a family name. Okay. And the woman presented it like, hey, do you have any names for your child? Uh And obviously they're in like a small group, they can't have two Landons. I mean, I guess you could now that you say this. I'm just Now that I'm you put it out there to like this. Hear what you had to say. I just think it's odd. So, I also would never tell people what I was going to name my kids. Well, let's just start there. If there's a name that's important to you, don't share it. Don't share it. I was saying earlier maybe you could start sharing ridiculous names. Right.
0: <laughs> Right. Mildred. Oh, love it.
1: I mean, Mildred's not horrible. Actually, my
0: grandmother's Mildred. Yeah. That's why it came to mind. No, but uh,
1: gooseberries. mm -hmm. Just like not names. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think my first thought is you can't call dibs. I don't think you can call dibs here.
1: I mean, it is interesting now that you sort of laid it out why I think it's rude. Mm -hmm. But I do. I inherently think it's rude.
0: Well, let me explain my
1: feelings. Please do. And then
0: we're going to come back to that question. And then we'll see if your feelings change. Okay. So I don't think you can call dibs because it does not sound like these women were that close. It feel like six months later was a surprise that Landon was the name. Okay. And this woman is not even pregnant, nor is she even married. This is a boyfriend. So are you going to have kids with this guy? Does he even like the name? Going to have a kids with somebody else.
1: I mean, who these knows what like he thinks. Questions, right?
0: <laughs> so, also, it is not the end of the world to run into somebody with your own name. Like I run into Nix, I'm not bothered by this. It's fine. I think it's sometimes a little tricky if you have a very small circle, their siblings or their cousins, or you're in the exact same friend group, and the kids are going to grow up with each other. I think that if that happens. Then, not having overlapping names is a consideration, but that does not seem like that was the case here. And then also, this name is not that unusual. I've changed the name in this example to protect the innocent, but the name that was in the original email, very similar flavor. So I think for all of those reasons, including the fact that it was said, once it is said out loud, you have given it to the world, mm. that I don't think this was that rude. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but out there, w- weigh in. There are people who have very strong opinions about this.
1: The thing is, is that I think that this woman misrepresented why she was asking what she's saying is oh, I'm looking for recommendations.
0: You think she was and I'm soliciting. Going, she's soliciting. She's soliciting shopping for names. She was
1: shopping for names oh. and she presented it like, tell me what you harbor in your heart as your secret favorite thing. <laughs> and it doesn't matter to me when this woman is going to have kids. She's allowed to have kids whenever she wants, with whomever she wants. Or it doesn't
0: have to have kids. No, whatever she wants. Whatever you want to do. But
1: it was asked like a, what's your, Oh. For one, you have children. What's your fantasy child? Tell name? me
0: about your dreams and your hopes. Yeah, and let me and steal then it was those. Snatched
1: away. Okay. If she had said, "I'm looking for names,"
0: mm. so you feel like she was representing the true nature of the question.
1: Yes, I feel like she was being dishonest oh. in the way that she asked, and that's why it's rude. Okay, so we, she was name fishing.
0: Okay, so if she was name fishing, which she clearly was. I feel like there's some ambiguousness on this topic, mm. but if she was name fishing, then it feels like there may have been some etiquette infraction. However, the woman giving
1: the name, not even pregnant. doesn't matter. I feel like... It doesn't matter. It's your, 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 you hold it in your heart as that will be... The name. The name when I have a kid.
0: And then I want to be the only person in the whole world.
1: No, in my friend group.
0: Yeah, I guess it doesn't. It doesn't seem like they're that close. Okay.
1: Well, they're at a party together. Fair enough. Okay, so they're definitely in the same school district. I'll tell you that. much. That's true.
0: Yeah, going to be a lot of Landon's running around now. Mm-hmm.
1: Although there will be an age
0: difference, right? So that's good. I understand that people won't think they're the same child. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're not going to pick the wrong kid up at pickup. Okay, uh, okay. So you feel like this is rude? Yep. I feel like I see your point. I do feel like the letter writer has some responsibility here though because she said it out loud and that was her fault. She
1: said it out I also see your point. Thank you. And I feel like our letter writer said it out loud in good faith. Okay. Because she like myself mm-hmm. probably trusts everybody. Okay. That they're what they're asking is what they're actually asking and they're not name fishing.
0: Our next question also about children. This one is good.
1: Um, Unbelievable.
0: I was actually on the floor with this Listeners at home,
1: if you're driving, stop driving because this is what you're going to have to pull over and deep breathe.
0: I'm a parent and have a sticky situation with another parent in our close friend group. Our children are the same age and often interact with each other at school and neighborhood gatherings. My child often extends invitations to my friend's child, which he happily accepts, but doesn't reciprocate. We've come to accept this and are not forcing a friendship that doesn't come naturally. However, my friend's child has an elaborate destination birthday celebration coming up. Destination birthday celebration. Destination birthday celebration coming up, for which I was asked to co-chaperone and assist with transportation. My child is not invited. I think it was rude for my friend to ask me to attend without my child. I politely declined the invitation by saying I already had plans. However, this isn't the first time a situation like this has come up, and I would like to respond without making an excuse. What should I say next time? Wow. I need a moment. I have follow-up questions.
1: I wish we could have a full tea with this person. Yeah. A, our letter writer is very polite. Yes. And I think as you don't have to be polite anymore.
0: Well, before we get there destination children's party. Unbelievable. Does that mean we're just like, we're going to Chuck
1: E. Cheese or are we going to St. Bart's? No, I feel like it's somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Okay. Like the science museum in Boston. Oh, okay. All right. That's (laughs) Which is equidistant. (laughs) Between Chuck E. Cheese (laughs) and St. Bart's.
0: Fair enough. Um, so the idea that you would ask someone to chaperone a child's birthday party where their child was not invited?
1: I can't even take it. I wanna show up on the block and how do you, flip some tables. Like, how do you
0: do that with a straight face?
1: Cause they, you know,
0: that's rude.
1: It's so rude. You can't
0: not know that's rude. There's not a world in which you're like, this is fine.
1: Yeah. If I had to guess what that person is telling themselves in the head, their head, uh-huh. which I love to try to Please. do, even though we're not supposed to do that. Oh, bring it. That person is probably like, you know, my son doesn't want to invite their child, or they didn't say boy or girl. They made it right. either. So, doesn't get along with, doesn't want to invite their boy or girl, but I want to keep uh, relations with the family. So, I'll just invite the mom so they all don't feel left out. Oh. um, That. I mean is that what the thought is? That's the best case scenario. That's the best but even then it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I mean there's no I don't there's no way to excise it.
1: I don't even understand. I feel like this mom is well within her rights. Hey, it would be polite to say, "Hey, I can't go to something that my son's not or daughter's not invited to."
0: Right. I think that's the response. Like, "Oh, I'm so sorry I can't chaperone. I can't leave my child who is not invited and go to this party.
1: Imagine how my child would feel. Yeah. I think that's, you could even say more than that, but that's a fair and balanced. Yeah. And I guess
0: one step more opaque, if you wanted to do that would be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't chaperone. I promised my child I would spend the day with him. And the implication is if my child were with me this day, I could chaperone, but my child is not coming because you've invited him.
1: I think that you should clearly point out the difference of inviting someone when you didn't invite their child. Yeah. Because as a mother, that person should understand, oh, yeah, 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 Uh, of course she can't go when her kid's not invited. (laughs) It's an insane thing that I just did. Yeah, although you aren't supposed to point out people's rudeness. No, but in that case, you're not. You're just saying, hey, I can't go to something where my kid's not invited. Yeah. You're not saying, I can't go to something that you invited me to that you didn't invite my child to. <laughs> right. You're saying, oh, I'm invited, my kid's not, I can't go. Yeah, that's it.
0: But this is wild.
1: Wild!
0: Truly wild. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to be friends with, like, this family.
1: Yeah, I feel like with their, it's like a close, you know, I think this happens a lot where it's a s- small yeah. area and everybody's in the same grade. And yeah,
0: yeah, and also get along people. Just invite them to this destination birthday. What's what's the big There's deal? enough
1: room at the Boston Science Museum for everybody. Right. Or Chuck E. Cheese. Or St. Bart's. They're all big. They're all big. Our next question. We may need to take a breather after that. I mean, <laughs> I'm so worked up. Yeah. This poor mom and her child.
0: Yeah. No, it's wild. I mean, this is an etiquette. I mean, what's worse than a crime? This is an etiquette.
1: This is a federal prison.
0: This is federal. Yeah. (laughs) This This is is not small claims court. (laughs) No. No.
1: This is federal. Yeah.
0: And this is that place in like Colorado that like has no windows. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I also want to tell the kid who didn't get invited, you're the person who's going to grow up to be the next, you know, Bill Gates. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. You'll be fine. You didn't
1: want to go to that party anyway.
0: No, that party's garbage.
1: Garbage.
0: Garbage party. Although science museum is nice. (laughs) So our last question, not a question but a PSA.
1: Nick's coming in hard with the PSAs.
0: It's not my PSA. Someone wrote this in. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, they want us to know. They want everybody to know. Quote, please do not squeeze lemon over the seafood tower we are all about to share. I hate lemon on my oysters and now you've ruined them for me. The same goes for salting or saucing. This shows your lack of forethought and (laughs) impulsiveness I find to be a character flaw.
1: (laughs) You could see how I thought that was you. (laughs) I mean,
0: it's not not me, but in this instance, it's actually not me. Um, Yeah. Don't garnish something without asking the table, I guess. And that goes for ketchup. Yeah. Like a big plate of fries. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. True. Salsa.
0: Yeah. I guess don't modify the shareable dish without permission. Yeah. And if you want to modify it and, you know, decant whatever it is to your plate.
1: Put it on your plate. Mm -hmm. Often with ketchup, I find what works is you do a little side over on the side. That way people can dip if they want.
0: Give people options.
1: Doesn't touch the general, the general fries. Yeah.
0: And I will say people are weird about ketchup.
1: Oh yeah, it's divisive.
0: It is provocative. If
1: you want to see provocative, you go ask for ketchup at a steak a steak <laughs> restaurant in New York City.
0: And you know what else is provocative? What? The questions that you're about to send us. Please. So please send them to us. Send them to us through our website, where you wereyouraisedbywolves.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 267-CALL-RBW. And uh, we'll give it our best shot. Please. And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. yeah, As long as there's <laughs>
0: murder or suspense, you're there.
1: I like if there's some food.
0: So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to com, use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by... Book of the month.
1: I am loving getting to pick my books of the months.
0: So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this.
1: <laughs> you know, love happens. And
0: you out there, you're going to love <laughs> Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS to get your first book for just $5. And we're back. And now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. Ba-ba! Which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette experience we've had recently. Or we can repent for some bad etiquette faux pas we've committed. So, Leah, would you like to vent or repent?
1: I'm (sighs) going (sighs) to (laughs) repent. All right, Leah. I thought about this really hard because I actually feel very vulnerable about this. Okay. This is a safe space. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I feel like all of our listeners at home have written in all these wonderful questions True. and I should be open and honest about something that I struggled with and I'm very embarrassed that I did Okay, so I've worked really hard or I'm working really hard on being direct mm-hmm. with work things I often feel like I should I want to help everybody and uh, when I can't help I feel you know bad but sometimes things put you in a bad place mm. and I'm trying to be better at being direct about that.
0: So it's like, you need to remember to secure your own oxygen mask first before assisting others. And
1: to not feel bad that I have to do that. Okay. And to not feel bad about letting people know that I have to do that. Yeah. So recently I got an email, it was a work email and it was about a taping and it was a coworker asking me for a favor, which would put me in a bad position. Mm. And I was so shocked that he, she would ask that I spent (laughs) the first couple of minutes being like I can't believe a person would ask me this okay and then I somehow at the same time felt guilty in telling them are you crazy um or even just like no I can't Mm -hmm. um so and I'm very embarrassed about this which is why I'm repenting I didn't respond oh because I and I wish I had because it almost felt dishonest I got the email Mm -hmm. I could have just said sorry I can't help you this puts me in an uncomfortable situation. Okay. Sure. You understand. Right. And I feel bad that I dealt with it by not dealing with it. I just, at the moment was so sort of worked up that they would ask me because I was like, who thinks that's okay?
0: I mean, now I really want to know what the question in the email was. <laughs> well,
1: it's so specific sure. to,
0: but it felt provocative and unearned and you just didn't feel like? Well, I know was... they knew it
1: was a ridiculous question. Ah, You know what I mean? But I should have owned it and been okay. like, no, I can't do this. And just been upfront. Sorry. You know, that way you can ask somebody else to see if they would be willing to get suckered into this situation. <laughs> but I was, would be honest and direct. Okay. And I feel bad that I, in a moment of weakness, fell back on my therapy training. So I'm repenting.
0: So I guess the question is, is it too late to send an email?
1: No, it's, Time has passed. I've seen them.
0: Okay. And did we bring this up when we saw them or we just let it go?
1: It's yeah, it's past the situation. Okay. So it's not going to affect our relationship. It's more that I let myself down. You wanted to
0: use your new directness training.
1: Well, I try very hard to be honest with people Mm -hmm. because I think it's very important. Yes. And that felt borderline dishonest.
0: I don't know if it felt dishonest.
1: You don't think so? No, because I think a
0: not a response is a response.
1: Like you feel did. very guilty
0: about that. Well, and, and you can, and maybe there's reasons to feel guilty it's about that. It's acting it. like I didn't see it. Well, that's one interpretation, yeah. But it's also like, I got it, and I just don't want to respond to it. Um, and, you know, that is a response. So it's not a polite response. Yeah. But it's a response. Oof. Okay, well, thank you for repenting. So for today, I, um, this is hard. I, uh, I, I, w- I would like to repent. Ah! So here's what happened. I was having dinner at my aunt's house, casual dinner, although that doesn't make a difference. <laughs> and we're having dinner and uh, lovely dinner. Love my aunt having a roll. Great roll. Love a good roll. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Oh, pass them butter. Great. Here's the butter. I take the butter knife off the shared butter dish. I take the butter, I put the butter on my plate, like you're supposed to do, but then I don't know what happened. I used the same knife and I buttered my roll with the communal butter knife. And it was like, what have I done? (laughs) What have I done? So here I am at dinner. It's 10 people, all family. I'm holding the communal butter knife in my right hand like a murder weapon Having just buttered my roll with it. And now I have a choice. Do you take this knife and put it back in the communal dish? Because no one saw, no one saw me do this. Or do you get up, make a scene and get a new knife?
1: What do you do? I wish everybody at home could see your arms (laughs) right now. (laughs) It's so reverent.
0: So here I am at the table. Cause like, is it an etiquette crime? If no one sees, is that still a crime? It's like a Zen koan. <laughs> really if an etiquette crime is committed and no one hears it, has it made a sound? So I was thinking though, like I'm going to have to confront you. I'm going to have to confront our listeners. I'm going to live with myself. So I decided that even though I could get away with it, no, that would be wrong. I will not. I got up from the table. I was like, hey, could I refresh my drink? Anybody need anything? And I got a new knife. But to this day, I feel very bad about buttering my roll with a communal butter knife, and I'm sorry, and I repent, and it won't happen again. (sighs) Wow. I feel better. I feel... I feel better about it. Thank you for... Cleansed. Thank you for making this a safe space.
1: (laughs) I mean, you got everybody a new knife. I did.
0: I did. But uh, this is what my life is now. (laughs) what have we learned?
1: I learned a lot today. Today was
0: pretty jam-packed.
1: I learned that all the numbers were so interesting. I mm. had no idea about the four and sure. I'm half Italian. I didn't know about the 17. Yeah, I don't think that's super
0: well advertised.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah. think it is at all. Um, so very interesting. Okay. Thank you. Sure. And I also learned that maybe a part of this podcast should be our listeners writing in and then we show up At their friend's house and say, hey, we're Nick and Leah from Were You Raised by Wolves? And you can invite uh, or actually ask your mom friend to do a job when her kid's not invited. So Uh we're doing an intervention.
0: Yeah, I think we should just make this a show about house calls.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we should just do house
0: calls. And I learned that destination birthday parties for children is a thing. Wow. Is a thing. Who knew? I didn't. So thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had her address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. And you know I would. He absolutely would. I definitely would. So please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can sign up for our newsletter. And did you know we have merchandise? I did, yes. Yes, yes. We have merchandise.
1: I hope you guys know.
0: Yeah, so get yourself a mug. And uh, we'll or see- a sweatshirt sweatshirts are great I love mine oh so soft I wear it to the gym and uh, now hopefully people won't ask were you raised by wolves see you next time bye Okay. Now it's time for Cordials of Kindness, (laughs) which is Leah's opportunity to make us say
1: nice things.
0: And I only give her 30 seconds.
1: This is really hard this week because I have a lot. Okay. But I'm not going to fit them all in because I like to, you know, expand on each person.
0: All right. Well, I will go first because Leah makes me do this. So my Cordial of Kindness, where we're all just going to take a little sip, is for you, Leah. Oh! It is always such a treat to be able to have you over. Oh yeah. In case you don't know, like we're just in my apartment in New York chatting. It's this so is lovely. not in some studio. So it is always a treat. And I always look forward to having to come over. I put on a pot of coffee. We put on some headphones and we chat and it is so fun. And it's such a highlight and it's been such a delight. And I thank you for the amount of time you have devoted to this and shown up and always bringing your A-game. And it is just delightful. And I'm so appreciative. And thank you very much.
1: Oh my goodness. I'm glowing. Great. Now I feel like I just want to do my cordial of kindness back to you. I mean, I'm
0: happy to take it.
1: (laughs) So many. I want (laughs) 90 seconds. Nope. 30. Go. Ah! Well, I want to do my Cordial Kindness back then because okay. that was just such the nicest thing. Aww. And thank you so much for having me and all the amazing work you do. And you respond to people. are so wonderful. The letters you mm-hmm. write, you have everything so organized and you're such a delight. Okay. And you do such great work on the, all the Instagram pictures and the little moving ones.
0: <laughs> moving you're, ones? You're
1: really incredible. And it's. I really always look forward to being here. And you're such a delight. Thank you. Thank you. and we also have Harry Wild. Yes,
0: Jane Seymour.
1: And I enjoy all of those shows very much.
0: So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by ACORN TV. So, Leah...